beans welcome back to the eat gluten free with me podcast i am excited to be here with you today i know it has been a little bit of time since we have gotten to catch up so how are you doing i hope you're doing absolutely amazing and i hope that you are having okay symptoms and that you're not experiencing flare-ups but if that's not the case and that's not your reality that's okay because you have an autoimmune disease or you're here because you're maybe on the gluten-free diet, maybe you don't have any autoimmune disease, but you're here because you're trying to help your health and you're trying to educate yourself more on celiac disease or the gluten-free diet. And I'm so happy to have you here. And I think one of the biggest tips in terms of whenever I'm not feeling good is to just take an hour out of the day and take time for myself. And I'm not going to lie, this is very difficult for me to do because I constantly feel like I need to be working. I'm self-employed, so work is my number one priority. And it's not that I don't want to work. I love working, so that's why it's difficult for me to pull away. But we have to remember that we're here for us. We have to be there for ourselves. So when we're not feeling well, we have to take time out of our day to step back and relax. Maybe that's literally taking a bath. Maybe that's taking a walk. Maybe that's cooking a fun meal for you and your friends. Or maybe that's just talking to a friend at night on the phone. But evaluate how you're doing because I want to make sure that you are in the best headspace because I know dealing with an autoimmune disease can be really difficult. And sometimes we don't reflect on how we're doing and how to kind of make those situations better. So that's one of my biggest tips is to always reflect every day on how you're doing and what you can do to improve your overall well-being so that you can conquer and fight against your autoimmune disease because, girl, it has no business taking over your life because you're a wonderful human being and you deserve to enjoy everything that life has to offer outside of your autoimmune disease. So that's how I kind of wanted to start this today. Always start the day in a positive note. Try to like turn our mindset from negative to positive, no matter what mindset we are in. And if you were already positive, girl, I love you. And I love that vibe for you because I'm the same way. (laughs) Or I try to be that way, but it's not always the case. So we kind of always have to take moments to reflect. Today, I wanted to come on here and discuss how to say goodbye to gluten forever. How do you let go of the past life that you once lived where gluten and eating pizza and cupcakes and cakes on birthdays was your everyday life and now all of a sudden it's not and you can't enjoy those things. It's not like you can wither away eating gluten. It goes from one day you eat a gluten-free diet and the next day you can't ever have it again. It's like how do you go from A to Z that quickly? And how do you not want to eat gluten again? And how do you just completely change your life. The important part about this process is first to educate yourself on celiac disease and the idea that your symptoms can range from being silent celiac, meaning you have no symptoms when you consume gluten, to being very symptomatic, which means when you consume gluten, you have all sorts of symptoms. Like for myself, that includes bloating, brain fog, fatigue, muscle aches, the chills, the sweats, and a whole other list of different symptoms that I experience because... I'm very symptomatic. This is important when we're talking about this topic because it really differentiates how you mourn the loss of gluten. For myself, I'm very symptomatic. So when I first got diagnosed with celiac though, my symptoms were not as dramatic because I had been eating and been exposed to gluten for so long, my body was used to it. It didn't react the way it does like today if I eat gluten, I feel like I'm going to die. Like the amount that my symptoms have changed from when I first got diagnosed with celiac disease. Um, And I'll kind of go over when I first got diagnosed, my celiac symptoms was just weight loss, burping, 
and that burping slowly turned into baby barfing, which progressed a year or two into vomiting. Um, But it wasn't anything significant or out of the ordinary that I was at first concerned about. So, you know, those symptoms were manageable when I consumed gluten. But today when I consume gluten, I feel like I need to go to the hospital because my symptoms get so severe and so bad, it's unbearable. It's like you're constantly counting down the seconds and the moments where you're going to start feeling life again within you. And it's a very difficult situation for your both for both your mental health and your physical health. And not everyone experiences this. People who are asymptomatic have difficulty letting go of gluten because they don't experience any symptoms when they consume it. For them, it's like, why can't I eat it? I can't physically feel the damage that it's doing to my body. So how can I say no to it? How can I say no when someone's putting it in front of me and I know I'm not going to have a reaction, but my doctor's telling me not to eat it? Like, why can't I just eat it? So I want to walk through why it's really important for people with silent celiac disease to say no to gluten and how you can go about it. And maybe you are really symptomatic and you still have difficulty saying no to gluten. I'm going to walk you through kind of what I did to kind of get over that loss. I kind of want to start with silent celiac people and discuss the reasons why it's really important for them to abstain from gluten. Because I think a lot of people with silent celiac think since they don't experience physical symptoms, they can consume gluten and they'll be okay. But that's not the case and it's super important to highlight that. So no matter your range of symptoms, whether you're a silent celiac or whether you're symptomatic, does the same amount of damage to both of our bodies no matter if one presents symptoms when they eat gluten or one doesn't present symptoms when they eat gluten. And that's really important to know. This damage is damage to your small intestine. This damage ruins your veli in your small intestine that absorbs your nutrients, which can lead to malnourishment and weight loss if, if you don't remove gluten from your diet. Continuing to consume gluten can lead to health problems like osteoporosis, which is softening of your bones. Um, It can lead to infertility in the future or make it more difficult for you to bear children. It can also lead to vitamin deficiencies and mineral deficiencies because those villi in your small intestine that absorb your nutrients and your minerals have been diminished from the damage of consuming gluten. It can also, because of those deficiencies in your vitamins, lead to things like anemia, which is a lack of iron. Um, And that's because, you know, you might be eating a lot of red meat, but your body isn't absorbing that iron because you're ruining your small intestine. And those VLIs are not absorbing those nutrients within the food that you're eating, which causes all sorts of complications. I wanted to start off by discussing this because whether you're silent celiac or whether you're a symptomatic celiac or whether you're somewhere in the middle... All of us experience the same symptoms in terms of damage when it comes to consuming gluten. This is why it is so essential and so necessary for all of us that have celiac disease to remove gluten from our diet because we cannot heal our bodies and we cannot get back to a normal functioning body if we do not remove gluten from our diet. But with, you know, starting this new lifestyle becomes difficulties with removing gluten from your diet because maybe you went 18 years or 20 years or 40 years consuming gluten and you know over over time you develop these habits of foods that you constantly eat with your friends and at social events and at holiday parties and then all of a sudden you know everything's flipped on its side 180 and now you have to figure out how to somehow change your life and you know get rid of those foods that you used to enjoy with friends and family and everything just becomes more of a task and you don't get to enjoy the simple things like you used to because you know people take that for granted and the first step that was the biggest for me when I first got diagnosed which some people might think that this isn't okay but 
it was what helped me was that I chose one item that I really loved and I ate it, the whole thing, (laughs) before I went gluten-free because that helped me to be like, I can eat this thing one last time. I'm going to get sick, but that's okay because I really enjoy this and I'm never going to be able to eat it again. So kind of just like taking in that experience, really enjoying it. Yes, I did get very sick after and I'll actually tell you the funny thing about this story. Um, And then leaving it in the past because I knew it was time for me to work on my health and work on healing my body. And I think that mindset change is a super important part of this journey but before I get to that I kind of want to go for the funny part because I'm a humorous person and I love to talk about humor and I don't like to take everything so seriously so let's talk about funny things (laughs) so the food I chose was actually Oreos because I loved milk and Oreos it was like my my thing and we were at like Munchies which is like a frozen yogurt place and they were serving Oreos and I wanted to get like vanilla ice cream with crushed Oreo because that's like the best thing in the entire world. So I got the ice cream and then we went to the movie theater. And I guess I should not have eaten that before the movie theater because I knew I already had celiac disease. And I literally vomited the entire movie. And then I went home and I ate an entire pack of Oreos because I was like, I'm never going to be able to eat them again. And now, and now we all know that gluten-free Oreos are a thing. So I got so sick and I chose a food that I actually would be able to eat again. (laughs) Um, Do I regret it? No. It was a funny story that I can tell now and I enjoyed it, you know, while I was eating it and the aftermath. No, I did not enjoy that, but I was so used to vomiting that it didn't really even phase me. Um, So that's my funny story for you. Now, is everyone going to tell you that's okay to do? No. Are there people who probably judge me for doing that? Yeah, sure. But do I care? No, not really. Because this is my journey. And if that's how I wanted to start my journey and say goodbye to my old one, that's okay. You know, you live your own life. You make your own decisions. And you get to choose how you want to move forward and how you want to say goodbye to the past. And that's kind of the way that I started my journey, I guess. Now, some people won't even want to go about that option because maybe they get really really sick right now when they consume gluten and to them that's not a feasible option and that's okay I'm just kind of throwing it out there to say that you don't have to go gluten-free overnight and you know a lot of people think like I know I pretty much did because you know I came home and my mom had all the gluten-free items ready for me to go but that's not the reality for a lot of people maybe some people have no support in terms of their family um, while going gluten-free and you know, it takes you a while to learn all the gluten-free foods and the hidden sources of gluten. Um, So I'm not sitting here telling you to enjoy gluten as you wish. I'm here telling you to not feel guilty if you constantly slip up in the beginning and if you constantly are accidentally consuming gluten. Yes, you should try to go gluten-free as quickly as you can because that's going to make you feel so much better in terms of your health and in terms of starting your journey. But don't feel guilty from making those mistakes because you're only going to learn from them. If I didn't make all those slip-ups and if I didn't consume all those hidden sources of gluten and go through all my cross-contamination stories, then I wouldn't be here today to provide you with educational information on what not to do. So everything's a learning lesson. I think the biggest thing in terms of learning to say goodbye to gluten is switching your mindset. Because everyone views saying goodbye to gluten as a bad thing. And I understand why, because it's part of socialization, it's part of holidays, it's part of, you know, your old life. But the mindset comes with recognizing 
that you are now entering a new chapter of your life. It's kind of like you need to close the book of your last your last chapter of your life and open the new one and be open to the idea of healing and open to the idea of playing around with food and open to the idea of cooking and exploring everything this new life has to offer because you are entering your healing journey. And I think allowing myself to kind of indulge in that last gluten item was like the closing of my last chapter and kind of put me in a happy place to be able to start my new chapter with wanting to heal. Because I was so sick at the time that I was like ready to move forward and I was ready to heal my body. But if you're a silent celiac, this is something you you aren't going to physically feel. You have to mentally feel it and you have to want it for yourself. It's all about wanting it for yourself. I can't sit here and tell you to change your mindset unless you want to change your mindset. I can't tell you to heal your body from celiac disease unless you want to heal your body from celiac disease. Because your journey is not my journey. We are two separate people. I can encourage you all I want, but unless you want this for yourself, you won't be able to get there. So it's all about really focusing on your mindset and saying, what do I want for myself? Do I want to continue to eat gluten and have health side effects down the road? Or do I want to work on my health and stop trying to want to eat gluten and work on healing my symptoms and becoming the healthiest version I can be in terms of having an autoimmune disease? And this did take time and I did a lot of journaling and a lot of self-reflection and a lot of spending alone time just with me, myself and I to recognize that I was ready to move forward and take my health into my hands. But I won't lie, the symptoms I started to experiencing made me hone down on the importance of this even more because I was so symptomatic when it came to gluten. So for silent celiacs, it's really important for you to reflect on what the possible health complications could be in the future. And I know right now you might be young and you're like, I'm not thinking about the future. But you know, you don't want to be 20 years down the line with your husband trying to have a kid and then all of a sudden you're not able to because you know you continue to eat gluten and now you're having infertility issues. It's like you want to be able to experience good health in the future. So taking care of yourself now is so important and you should value that so much. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's an easy thing to do because it's not. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of self-care and self-reflection. But again, like I just said, it's all about you wanting this for yourself. And if you want it, you can say goodbye. I think the second thing is also just surrounding yourself with like-minded people and It's funny because as I got diagnosed with celiac disease, I started to notice that the friends that I was becoming friends with and the people I started to surround myself with were people who valued my autoimmune disease, who valued healthy eating, who valued health in general. Um, And it made my journey with celiac disease a lot easier than surrounding myself with people who didn't care about their health and who would eat a lot of gluten and obviously I'm not saying this is like easy for everyone to find friends like that but I think as you make that mindset switch to wanting to focus on bettering your health and to wanting to make sure that you are following a strict gluten-free diet same similar like-minded people will start to gravitate towards you and you will also learn to gravitate towards them and it makes your journey so much easier when you know you go out with friends who you know maybe they don't have celiac disease and they don't eat 100% gluten-free but they're there to support you during that time so maybe if they see you ordering gluten they'd be like yo lauren like you shouldn't do that or maybe they wouldn't say that and they'd be like lauren you can order it but just like remember you're gonna get really sick after and then that kind of might stick in your head and be like oh yeah i probably shouldn't do that because it's easier to 
stay on track with a gluten-free diet if you have people who authentically care about your well-being versus if you're with people who are constantly like, why don't you just take a bite? Like, tease you. Those are like the most difficult people to be around when it comes to gluten. And I think another issue why people really struggle with staying on the gluten-free diet is because their family and friends tease them about eating gluten. Or maybe they're not understanding how serious celiac disease is and the importance of eating a gluten-free diet. And that's when I want you to kind of pause the podcast right here. And I'm just going to say a really short message to your family members because maybe you're too nervous to actually say this to them yourself. And this is something I always have people ask me like, do you have a video or something I can show my friends or family of why it's so important for me to eat gluten-free? So pause it here and then press play and then I'll, I'll do my little spiel. Hi friends and family, my name is Lauren. I am a celiac advocate and I just work on spreading educational information on celiac disease. And I just want to come on here and kind of explain the importance of why someone with celiac disease needs to eat gluten-free. Um, we can't have a little crumb, we can't have cross-contamination, and we can't tease each other about, you know, just having a little bit of gluten because it can really affect our health today, but also in the future. Some people with celiac disease experience no symptoms when they consume gluten, but it's still important for them to stay on the gluten-free diet because there can be severe side effects in the future if they decide to continue to eat gluten. And other people also experience really detrimental symptoms when they consume even a crumb of gluten, and those include burping, vomiting, bloating, abdominal pain, fatigue, migraines, muscle aches, sweats, chills. Just think of having the flu times 10. That's exactly what it feels like. It's really important that you continue to support whoever you know that has celiac disease in ways that make them feel comfortable, and that's allowing them to maybe cook their food if they don't feel comfortable eating what someone else brought, or maybe just supporting them on their journey and asking them how they're doing once a week. Or maybe that's just not teasing them about eating gluten because it's really not safe for their health. And it sometimes makes us feel uncomfortable when people do say that. Now, whoever you know with celiac disease, they appreciate your support and they love you. And they just wanted to share this message with you because they weren't exactly sure how to tell you within their own words that they want you to be by their side. So thank you for being there for your friend or your family member, and thank you for continuing to show support to them in terms of healing from their autoimmune disease. It means so much to them. Okay, that's my spiel. You're welcome to share that with your friends and your family because I know a lot of people do suffer with friends and families who don't support them, and that's really difficult. And sometimes it's hard for you to put it in your own words and to kind of stand up to your friends and family who you love because you're like, I don't want to tell them how to act towards me or I'm embarrassed to say that but it's okay. I'll do it for you. (laughs) Or maybe you don't want to show that to them. And maybe you kind of want to spin that in your own words and tell them like, this is how I'm feeling. But I kind of just wanted to give you a little bit something in case you do need just a little bit of extra help with that. And lastly, my tip to you is to explore with foods. You can make everything that you once ate with gluten, gluten gluten-free. It is possible. From donuts to cakes to cinnamon rolls to pizza to calzones and literally everything else. There are endless possibilities and it starts to become fun when you just play around with how good can I make it? Can I make it taste like it tastes like gluten? Um, And obviously I know cooking isn't for everyone. So it's super important to find either an online bakery 
that you can order gluten-free items from. One of my favorites is Modern Bread and Bagel, and they're based out of New York City, and I go all the time, and they ship gluten-free bagels, like some of the best in the world, um, like around the country. So, you know, if you want a gluten-free bagel, just call them up, order some, and they'll get delivered straight to your house. Or you also have Posh Pop, which is based out of New York City, and they ship gluten-free cakes and cake pops and cookies around the world. So there are so many endless possibilities. Um, sometimes it just requires a little bit of research, but you have those resources around you to be able to provide you different gluten-free items that taste just like they used to. And sometimes it takes trial and error to find the brands that really make you feel like you're not eating gluten-free, um, but it's worth it. And I also love gathering cookbooks and just going to the library and looking at all the new gluten-free recipes. Um, my favorite cookbook is actually from Thrive Market. They sell it right on their website. Um, and I love it because it uses like your everyday ingredients. It's not like you have to have these crazy ingredients that you've never heard of before that you have to order off Amazon. Um, it's like you're using everyday ingredients that you're actually going to have in your pantry and you can just open the book, choose a recipe and make it. Um, another magazine subscription is called Gluten Free and More. It's the number one allergen friendly publication um, in the country and it's so helpful in terms of educating about celiac disease it's all gluten-free so all the recipes are gluten-free people share their stories about celiac disease within the magazine they have ratios of you know if you use this you know flour when you had before celiac disease here are the ratios that you need to use gluten-free um, so it shows all the different substitutions all the items and the foods that are gluten-free that you can eat so it's just so helpful in terms of like discovering the brands um, that are gluten-free because all of the ads are gluten-free items. So it really exposes you to all different aspects of, you know, the lifestyle with celiac disease, also in terms of beauty because they have a beauty section. So it's really helpful and I have been a subscriber ever since I got diagnosed with celiac disease. My dad actually signed me up um, and yeah, I think it's a really helpful resource, especially if you're first diagnosed. So in all... Just take a deep breath and remember that one, everything's trial and error. You're going to make mistakes. If you slip up and eat gluten on accident, it's okay. Just remember why you started this diet and what eating gluten-free is going to lead you to in the future. And that's good health. And that is so important because you want to live a long and healthy lifestyle. You don't want to maybe consume gluten now and feel unwell in the future. No one, you know, I don't wish that upon anybody. And I know you want that for yourself deep down inside. So it's always remembering your why. Why am I doing this? Um, even during the difficult times. But if you slip up, everyone makes mistakes. We're all human. Don't beat yourself down. Pick yourself back up. Remember why you started and keep going. If you ever need extra support, my DMs are always open for you. And also every month on the second Wednesday of the month, usually at 6 p.m., I hold a support group. So I'm always available for you, whether that's through DM or my support group or email, TikTok, any way, shape, or form, I'm always here for you. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at eat.glutenfreewithme, and my TikTok is at eatglutenfreewithme. I post on there a lot more regularly than I ever post on my podcast, um, but I kind of come here to go into more depth on different topics and situations, and I love to be able to do that for you. And as always, thank you so much for tuning into the Eat Gluten Free With Me podcast, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. I love you guys. Bye.